What's up, everyone? On our plate for this week, Xbox accidentally commits the biggest leak in gaming history, and we talk about if it actually matters. We get good news about the Xbox v Activision deal. It's good for some. For Jordan. For okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, why did Ubisoft announce their next big game the way they did? Is Rockstar building their own Game Pass pla- platform? Game Pass platform. That's a tongue twister. And then we get updates on the games we've been playing, including Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, and the first Descendants beta. All this and more in Season 7, Episode 37 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. So there was a time where I defied a god in Boulder's Gate 3, and the god showed me what was up, which was the game over screen. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M.F. stand for? Father of the Minute. Oh, of the Minute. Father of the Minute. Of the hey, Minute. <laughs> I'm going to stay humble. No. <laughs> and then next we have... Georgia, aka JX Bot, aka leader of the Crimson Fleet. Ooh. Ooh. For those who don't know, Crimson is a variant of red. So now you know. <laughs> uh, now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We did it. We did it, guys. We, make, we made it. We're awesome. Uh, don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want to join our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. Do it. I'm watching. Well, I'm listening. I can't really watch you do it because that's not how the internet works. So I'm going to listen. Thanks. So yeah, now we have all out the way. Let us jump into the gaming news. First up, the massive Xbox leak. There's 11 big reveals. We are going to jump to Kotaku. And this comes by way of Claire Jackson. Look at you. This was the, <laughs> this was the talk of the week, essentially. So there was essentially the backstory on this was that for the, is this the Microsoft? Activision? This is Microsoft Activision. Yeah. Yes. So, essentially, Microsoft accidentally uploaded all this information in, essentially, the wrong place, so it was made public. They didn't protect it, password protected or something. They didn't, yeah, they didn't do it securely. Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't do it securely, and it was made public for long enough, essentially, for people to notice and (laughs) grab all the information, and now it's public for all of us. So essentially, this information comes from, uh, it's like 2020. So it's pretty old. And this is kind of the thought process behind, behind, no? Yeah. Thought process of Phil Spencer and Xbox mm-hmm. back then, before a lot of big things happened, uh, mainly COVID. <laughs> so first thing we're going to talk about, Microsoft considered buying Nintendo. So Marcus insert laugh track there. <laughs> we are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a caveat behind this because it wasn't necessarily that 
Microsoft wanted to buy Nintendo. It was more so there was a email sent to Phil and he had to explain why Microsoft essentially just wouldn't buy Nintendo. Exactly. So that's kind of even though the headlines are saying differently, but oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like it's it, it was it was someone at Microsoft's like, hey, we're looking like outside looking in, Phil. Do you think this could happen? And Phil's like, I mean, yeah. no, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, this was this was back in 2020. This was, I would imagine, this email came before uh, Nintendo dropped Animal Crossing. New Horizons, and that was Gangbusters. That was like one of the top selling games of that year. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where we're looking back on this with with you know hindsight being twenty twenty. It's just like there's no way, there's no way that Microsoft would want to dish out all that money to buy Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And like at that point, they I forget exactly how many units the Switch was at in terms of their sell through rate, but like it was super high. So it's just like. There's no way. There's no. There's no. There's no reason for this. There's no. Yeah. So that's that. Um, I, how much? Do you, do you guys want to get into this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I I just wonder how both Microsoft and Sony view Nintendo as a competitor holistically, because yeah. even during the FTC process, Sony's like Nintendo. They can't. They can't run Call of Duty. Like they're not really a console. Like this. This ten year concession is bullshit. Like that was um, them, mm-hmm. and I, I I could understand it looking at this Mortal Kombat One port. So I mean, ex- <laughs> Phil Spencer said uh, at the time that it's gonna be console parity amongst all three systems, and I'm yeah. unless he's referring to the Switch too. Which has well, a well, like before, not not, not, to, not to get too far away yeah. from it, like how like how they view Nintendo as a competitor, both Microsoft and Sony. Like, do they view them as a competitor that's completely at parity with them? To which, you know, would they ever float the idea of, like, some sort of consolidation because they're using hardware that is weaker? They are great at getting the most out of it and creating amazing games like Zelda, which, you know, is a bit of a charge against both of them. Like, hey, you guys have like the most powerful consoles, but we're doing well, we have like fucking sticks and stones over here making magic, <laughs> you know, right. so. They but are, yeah, I, 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 in a cave. I, I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder truly both Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan, like how, like how do they truly view Nintendo as a competitor? The, the way that I would assess it is I feel like they do consider them a competitor, but not a direct competitor. I think, mm. you know, the obvious thing is like, okay, Microsoft and Sony, they're considered direct competitors because those games have a potential of showing up on either console. But I think Microsoft and PlayStation or Sony probably looks at Nintendo and thinks of it as like, oh, they're going to drop Tears of the Kingdom. We know how crazy Breath of the Wild was. Mm. We won't release any of our big games anywhere around that because we respect how gangbusters is going to do and it's it's the idea that like you know most i guess hardcore gamers do own two consoles at this point yeah mm-hmm. and it's usually a playstation xbox a playstation or an xbox and a switch so like they know that 
So what I don't have a Switch. I do have a PlayStation and Xbox. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jordan's a special case, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Well, like, it's, it's, what it's is too Nintendo? much. I don't even understand what Nintendo is. Spre- spreading my spreading my bandwidth between three consoles is fucking stupid. Yeah, that'd be insane. But um, yeah, it, it is that thing of like you know they they know Nintendo as a juggernaut and they know to respect those tentpole games like Mario, like. It is a weird thing that Mario is going to release really close to Spider-Man, but, you know, I feel like... I mean, that's like a... Choosing between the two. Uh, either, either in the market for one or the other or both, nobody's saying, I am not going to get this because I'm getting this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, 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 Mario, it's Mario 3DS 4.0 is what they're about to ship out. That yeah yeah if if it was a 3D Mario I think that would be more cause for concern for PlayStation mm-hmm. but it is the 2D Mario is it, it does look good but you know yeah so that's that um, yeah so in terms of them considering them considering Nintendo as competitor like I think it is but I think there's just more caveats to it like competitor in mm. this case yeah so uh, the next thing is Bethesda might be working on a Oblivion remaster so. This is cool, but like it's also like yeah, you you kind of expect that's being how um, the next Elder Scrolls game is going to be years away, like literal years away. Yeah. So it's like yeah, they'd have to probably do some kind of stopgap between here and then. I mean, it's pretty funny because of how many like Skyrim remasters that we have. They're like, ah, we haven't done a remaster Fallout Three, I guess. So we have time to do that now. Fuck it. That's true. That's true. So, okay, uh, Phil Spencer says AAA game publishers lost their mojo in, in, a, in a way. So Phil Spencer stated that AAA publishers were slow to react to the disruption of digital storefronts like Steam and the shops built into Xbox and PlayStation. So basically what he's getting at is that the industry has started to shift and because of that shift to digital, the mm-hmm. other third-party publishers, Ubisoft, Activision, I think he calls those out specifically, have been, it's been difficult for them to transition over to that. And because of that, they are seeing decline in their games. They're becoming more um, scared of, of trying new things. So they're kind of relying on their old IPs or... Um, mm-hmm. Which know. is funny, though, because they're buying Activision for all their old IPs. But a lot well, of those are game games as a service. I, I understand that, but a lot yeah. of the games that Activision Blizzard has is legacy franchise games that have been out for. And remember, King's a part of that purchase too. Yeah, no yeah. I was gonna King. say I, I continue to think that like Microsoft is going for Activision because of King, and like Call of Duty is just kind of uh, icing on the cake. But like King, like Candy Crush makes. So much money on yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It is like the top infinity money. top game of like all time. Like we talk about how big Call of Duty is, and then like the, Call of Duty Candy is Crush like, yearly revenue is one point two billion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's insane how big Candy Crush is, and the fact that it's so big that one we don't have any comprehension of it because we don't talk about it, and we don't talk about how big yeah. it is, and then. It's just that because we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist to us. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, obviously Call of Duty is a big thing that Activision wants to buy or that Microsoft wants to buy because it's Activision. But then we don't see the other side. 
It looks like Call of Duty makes roughly about one billion a year as well, but with considerably more overhead. But go ahead. No, like that, that that's get too far from Phil's statement in terms of AAA mm-hmm. Like like this Jim Ryan highlighted <clears throat> next to that mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And this is outside of like, okay, you know, guys, you know, th- those bangers that you wanted, they're a couple years out. Like we're talking 2024, 20, 25, 26 for like Ghost of Shima and then like the next iterations of our games, um, Wolverine. And that's why we saw all of these games as service games, because as though I, I'd imagine overhead for those are fairly lower. And, you know, like, yeah, they're easy to get out. Well, <laughs> that's why that's why you can make 12 in a row. The caveat of that's why we saw the last PlayStation showcase had all those potential games or service games right that what you're referring to yeah 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 and and in his predecessor sean layton said that that like only having that style at least at least this like back in 2018 before he left Mm -hmm. only having that style of like like it's going to be very hard to sustain like very hard to sustain. the style of single player games yeah, like like of, of like the big triple A, like what well, well, of, yeah. of 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 the 2013 Grand Theft Auto Midnight Launch, that was the peak. That was that was the peak of that generation of video gaming. Was in my mind was the Midnight Launch back in 2013 of Grand Theft Auto Five. In Since terms then, of how big it was, or no, in terms of like that style, in terms of like the retail space, like we get all like like this. This is like oh. because this the, the Phil Phil Spencer's. Um, quote is about digital retail. It's like it's no yeah. longer. Yeah, okay. It's no longer we go to the store. It's right. like like physically, like that. The 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 mindset of the game of the of the of the core gamer consumer at that time, like there was more. I I will use the term like ownership of the copy they got. Yeah. There was more of a buildup associated with it. Like there's more of a palpable, you know, like anticipation of it. But now it's way more dispersed. Like now it's 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 it, it, it's it's different mentality now, which also associated with accessibility. Yeah, that, that's what I'll put it. But like, yeah, like, yeah. what the, the, the big triple A bangers need to have a lot more compelling uh, to succeed nowadays. A lot more compelling to succeed. I. I don't know if that is completely true. I think I think part of it is that like we as consumers have kind of seen past or seen through a lot of the BS when it comes to uh, game marketing and that stuff. And it's just like me personally, I I I I, I teeter totter between being like a single player gamer versus being like a games of service multiplayer mm-hmm. gamer or whatever, and like. It is, I do find it a bit more, I'm a little hard, I'm a little more hard pressed to jump on a single player game because I know that is going to require a lot of, you know, brain space, a lot of brain matter and a lot of just like focusing on this thing to like beat it, except for Boulder Skate 3, yeah, that's a special case. But like when it comes to a multiplayer game, it is very much so drop in, drop out because that's how they've been built now. And I think... Time is always a factor when you come to think of all this. And it's just like, oh, this is going to be a 30 hour like trek through whatever story content to like get to the end and you talk about it. But you look, the game. look, look at the end of, of Phil's statement. He's saying the role, the role, like it's not like AAA games are going away. 
but mm. the role of a AAA publisher has changed and become less important in today's gaming industry. It's not. It's not. It's not the core. Like it's. 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 Yeah. It is. It is like you can be important, but not the most important person in the room. Like there's a lot more distribution and success in gaming these days. I. I will say. I. I. I like the small games that become the biggest voice in the room. They get, yeah. you, like you. You. You have the year of. You have the year of your. It takes twos, and also you have years of God of Wars. But, you know, we've seen, at least within this last decade, at least decade and a half, at least. Yeah, there's more diversity now. Like, it's like, like the biggest ones aren't. I mean, the big quote unquote, the, I need to italicize big, like big should be italicized yeah. in my statement. The biggest yeah. ones are varying now in terms of yes. financial capital. They are varying. And I, I do agree with that. I think I just think that in terms of this statement, in terms of uh, AAA publishers have changed and become less important, I disagree with that because I think when you think a AAA publisher doing single player games, you jump to Sony and they are the market leader right now. So like essentially they are very important and it is a thing of like Spider-Man 2 when that drops, it's going to do gangbusters because it is Spider-Man. And that's like one of the like most favorite Marvel characters. And mm. this is made by a studio that made a really good first, uh, you know, first version of the Spider-Man game. So it's like, that's going to be a big drop, but it, I do agree in terms of them, the publishers being less important because you think last year, last year you had, God of War Ragnarok versus Elden Ring. And it was a, it was very much so like that's 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 Sony Santa Monica. Like that that's that yeah. team is like God tier. And then you're you're facing it with uh FromSoft, From who's also mm-hmm. God tier, but God tier on a different level in terms of what they're able to do with the money they get. And it's just like they yeah, they want it, they got it. Just just it is, just yeah. Just fo- focus on the language. It's not unimportant. Like Sony is still important. Yes. It yes. is like it's yeah. it's th- there's more variety now in terms of right. impact in the gaming industry. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. So next thing is Microsoft expected a Red Dead Redemption Two next gen refresh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fucking take two fucking around. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <sighs> And we, no, well, like, well, Sean, do you, do you, are you saying take a, like a, a lot of work or a little bit of work? Because I'm like in a, a lot, lot of work, work. for a full next gen refresh of Red 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 Dead Redemption Two. That was a huge game. Did you play it? No, yeah, it was, yes, I played. It. Yeah, yeah, no, it was I don't, like I don't that, remember. Um, no, yeah, no, like we we had like a long. Um, we had that was that was Cam was on that one. He got mad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a huge game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, like Red. I mean. Like, Look how long it took to get a GTA Five, you know, refresh mm-hmm. of next gen refresh. Like, well, no, like that that came fairly quickly though. Like from from the the Xbox One, well, there, there was the Xbox One version which came out because because the way GTA Five landed in 2013, then they put it on the Xbox One, and then they came out with the. They were probably Series already X. working on that. Mm. So here here is some context that I not not necessarily context, but like just my speculation. Mm-hmm. I think. Because this was anticipated for 2022. We got the GTA Trilogy Remaster in 2021, and that was a train fire, a train wreck. That was yeah. devastation. 
in the video game industry. So I think because of that, Rockstar probably halted their other remasters because it's like, wait, this process that we set up obviously didn't work. So we need to figure this out. And I think yeah. that was probably enough for them to put it on the back burner. And then I guess 2022, we got the GTA 6 leak and that was a whole thing as well. Yeah. So I, I feel like there was probably just situations that kind of decreased the likelihood of this thing actually happening. Yeah, it was like a re- I mean the game was already great. I mean it was like I did, I it wasn't like a reboot. It was a remaster. It was going to be like yeah. Like we see more of Arthur Morgan's pores and wrinkles and you know <laughs> as he's talking at the guy. <laughs> yeah, like like I was I wasn't expecting more system. The same thing as GTA 5. It's the same fucking game. Right. right but shiny right. reflections off your car. Like get yeah. the fuck out of here. I mean that takes right. time though. All the textures. Yeah, it, it does it does take time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, we find out that three quarters of Xbox gamers had a Series S. That is a crazy number to me. But it was updated, though. That that article what? was updated to 50-50. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was updated 50-50. Yeah. Everyone, everyone hold their horse. Right, and then there's also the, the, there's also the caveat that Xbox Series X dropped before the Xbox, the Xbox Series X. So there was some time where you could only get the Series S and that being huh? cheaper and that being. Oh, oh, oh okay. I get what you're saying. That was more available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's like that that was going to happen just, you know, because of COVID. Um, so, yeah. And then Microsoft dramatically underestimated Bowler's Gate 3. Yeah. Ooh, everybody did. Yeah, exactly. So the caveat behind this, or the 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 hidden text is, as Sean said, everybody underestimated Baldur's Gate three. Even the developers said that, yeah, people underestimated us. But like, again, high side of twenty twenty, like this game is a great game, but it was only after it released that everyone just appreciated how great like, this whoa. game was. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those hidden surprises that, like, you know, Microsoft's all seeing eye just didn't pick up back in twenty twenty when. It was still in the early access phase, and it was probably rougher back then. So it's just like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, Phil Spencer wasn't impressed by the PS5 reveal. Um, this actually is one that I don't have too much information on. Yeah, it was just it was just a one off. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, just said, he just said that we have better, you know, better yeah. hardware in some aspects. But and as I pointed out, you know, with better the ingredients. Boy, Better pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Phil. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, in regards yeah. to that, you can have the best hardware and it doesn't matter because look how many people came for the Game Boy's neck and countless other systems that, you know, after the yeah. Wii came out. Um, I mean, want to play look the at content. the PS3 versus the Xbox 360. The PS3 yeah. was technically a Better. superior console, but yeah, but like they made it dumbass hard to program for, for was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I mean, yeah, like of course, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil was coming from the perspective of like he was expecting more in terms of like how it was revealed because we got yeah. it, we got it that fall during a showcase. Like it was a big showcase where Miles Morales was shown, and at the end of it, we finally saw it. And then about maybe like a month after, we mm-hmm. saw the the breakdown of it, yeah. which is kind of like it was it was more rigid. And like even, you know, um, the people talking about it more so like a conference style talking about it mm-hmm. um, coming from the PS4 to which probably Phil was more familiar with or had more majority of his tenure with going to yeah. Jim Ryan's PS5. I think he might have been expecting more pop to it. Right. I mean, it was very like, I mean, it was just, it was like it was clear. 
like to to his credit, I mean, it was clear and focused, and you knew what you were getting. It's PS Five, Spider Man, God of War, Last yeah. of Us, boom, 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 boom. Man, go go home, they, you they, nerds. They really focused in on the fact that this thing plays games. Yeah, that's kind of all that it does. Mm, yeah. Um. So Microsoft accidentally got an exclusive Sega game. So this is basically <laughs> the 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 Like a Dragon thing that happened, and I think that was also a surprise for a lot of people that kind of gave the Yakuza series like a shot in the arm and it just made yeah. the game more popular than it yeah, already was. Majima stand. Is, isn't it, isn't mm-hmm. it crazy that Yakuza had zero presence on Xbox before Phil Spencer? Like it wasn't, it wasn't a platform at all. Like even, really? even like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it yeah. was not there. Like it was a PlayStation game because I mean, it was Japanese focused type, you know, game that was available in the United States, but all the way up to four or five, it yeah. was like locked down. And mm-hmm. then it was like, Hey, this game is pretty cool. And I mean, boom. I wonder why that was, that's a discussion so, for another day. The, uh, based off of this, uh, information, it turns out the reason for Like the Dragon landing on Xbox first was due to two competing regional exclusivity agreements uh, Sega made essentially short-circuited each other. The result, Xbox players ate well while PlayStation fans wept. Okay, that, that was like, that, that's, that's, the, that's the author being a... Yeah, that that's part. IGN being weird. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, but this is kind of this is one of those hindsight in 2020 and seeing like the result of things like this happening and, and it worked well for Microsoft. I don't know. Yakuza 3, 4, 5, and Yakuza 0 on the Xbox One back in 2009. I just don't think for whatever oh, reason really? they popped. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the wiki. Oh, yeah. How did you miss this, Jordan? No, I, I, I'll, I'll look at that too. I'll look at that too. I, I remember it like not being... On Xbox Live, well, we, we, we I might about be that wrong. Later. I might be wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah I might be wrong. Okay, so the uh, Xbox Series X might go all digital in 2024. Again, crazy, remember, man. this was this was back in 2020. I don't think that this is actually going to be a thing that happens. I don't think. I think the industry proved enough that it's not ready for a all digital anything. Um, but more context. This was back when. PlayStation talked about doing their digital console versus their disc console and mm-hmm. the fact that okay and the fact that um you know the digital PlayStation 5 was pretty much nowhere to be seen in any stores except for if you got lucky or if you were a scalper so yeah anyways uh Xbox Series X might go all digital in 2024 um so they actually had a screenshot of this and it's basically a cylinder of an xbox series x mm-hmm. thing it looks like it looks uh, like an alexa yes it does look like an alexa <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> which is xbox with the xbox symbol on it uh it was codenamed brooklyn uh the leak oh, data indicates <laughs> that the possible <laughs> hardware refresh will include more internal stir- storage faster wi-fi reduced power and a Impressive controller. Immersive. Picture there. Immersive. Immersive. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, they have a picture of the controller as well. Which um, isn't too different from the Xbox controller, but like tiny. Like it's actually, it feels looks like it's closer to the PlayStation controller, to be honest, in terms of yeah. how tight the um, handles are. Yeah, I'm happy that they're getting this with the uh, precision haptic updates mm-hmm. because uh, that means that 
PlayStation well, will also get it. What were you about to say? Wait. I mean, this might not happen. This might not happen. So uh, that that's the caveat that I want to say is that like this was back in 2020 and it mm-hmm. is very possible that their plans have changed. Like Phil yeah. has, been, has said that, you know, yeah, yeah. they changed their plans. So this, well, this I, I hope it happens then because yeah. it's not like they got to code extra shit for one platform. Both platforms will have similar, mm-hmm. you know, control yeah. schemes and things available to them. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it would be nice to get a cool controller like this. I think the all digital Xbox. That's cool, but I just I just don't think that we are in a place to have this happen right now and it be like, oh, this is great for all players. I think people don't have the bandwidth run, for that. Exactly. You can run to an issue where your your kid wants this and you might not have a full understanding of like internet downloading games how big they are how long they take and you buy this thing and the child's like i'm just trying to play call of duty and i i can't play this game because Mm -hmm. it's taking everything and then you get that bill and you're like why is my internet bill so high like what's happening now wait does does download speed i mean does that typically affect your uses that yeah some plans will no no, i'm talking about your overall download limit some companies Mm -hmm. still have yeah yeah, you know, because okay. like if you if you don't have the gigabit um, Ethernet, right, right, the gigabit Ethernet connection, then you can run into issues with that down the line. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's a problem that a lot of consumers will have unknowingly because they just don't have a full understanding of how their Internet works. I can see um, Obama Internet. <laughs> Microsoft sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine. So, so basically, it's a hybrid machine. So it's, 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 it's like that's the Xbox Series S. I'm sorry, that's the Xbox Series S. Oh. <laughs> it's a cloud machine. Like, go fuck it. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> so <laughs> this for me, this seems like a combination of the Xbox Series X and that uh, that cloud device that Phil Spencer has in the back on mm, his bookshelf yeah. or whatever. It's like I think the keynote that the keyhole or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, and this is this this whole cloud bo- or Xbox was supposed to come out in 2028, and that lines up with when they think the next console um, evolution will happen. Uh, it's one of those things. Where it's like, all right, we'll, we'll see. That's such a long time now, and you know things can change. We can we can have an apocalypse, and the internet just doesn't work anymore. We can have we can have. 5G, 6G, 7G. You don't know. You know, it could just be crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't need this stuff. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much the reveals from this. Uh, as I had said earlier, the once this whole stuff leaked, Phil Spencer made a statement saying that, you know, it kind of sucks that this stuff came out the way it did because, you know, a lot of the people who worked on this stuff, you know, plans have changed between then and now. And it kind of ruins their work and, you know, any surprises that they would have because we would always point to this and be like, oh, are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? But Phil said, that, Phil, Phil said that they will be dealt with. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and it's only, like, slowly <laughs> with the black. Right? <laughs> but his eyes are glowing green. With the X <laughs> Oh, shit. We're a family, but the family takes care of, right? takes care of its own in all ways. <laughs> Oh, Phil has to go punish someone. <laughs> All right. So um, that's that. The next Xbox thing, this will be really quick. 
So there is an Xbox digital broadcast for Tokyo Game Show 2023. This already happened. So the things that this is from IGN by way of thing is loading, thing is loading. I have to go all the way up to the top of the screen. Uh, Wesley and Pool. Uh, so yeah, essentially they had their show and they showed a couple of games. We had talked in a previous podcast about whether or not they would target um, more of the Japanese consumer in mind. It looks like that's what they did. So we have a game called Hotel Barcelona, which is a time-looping horror action collab- horror action game collaboration between Square and Suda51. And they are like pretty much well-known Japanese developers, if you don't know them. I think Swery or Suda did No More Heroes. I think Suda51 did No More Heroes. I think that's right. And then Swery did a couple other games that I am just not aware of. So this Hotel Barcelona game is supposed to come out in 2024. Other news, Octopath Traveler 2 is finally coming to Xbox early 2024. Uh, Microsoft showed off the upcoming Forza Motorsport from Xbox Game Studios Turn 10 and its uh, uh, Hakone Hakone course, as well as the 2020 Toyota GR Supra. Oh, the Supra. Mm. If you watch Fast and the Furious, any of them, you know about the Supra. That's that wasn't like one of the, the first ones, right? Yes. Yeah, Paul Walker are. had a yeah. Yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's the orange that's the extent of Supra with the Liberty Walk uh body kit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, See? Ask me why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh Granny Shifting. <laughs> we have Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy. Edian Chronicles, 100 Heroes, and Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. They're all coming to Game Pass. There's, there was other stuff dropped, but this is kind of the big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, this is all cool. I, I think, for me, the Like a Dragon Gaiden coming to Game Pass is probably the biggest thing out of all of this. And I think this is all a really good play by Phil, by Xbox, to try to you know garner those Japanese players, those Asian players onto Xbox with you know, these games. I mean, so, yeah. the question is, am I going to be able to finish up all my Yakuza 4? Probably not. <laughs> no. Not at all. Like, I, need to, I need to be like a dragon before mm. jumping into that. But like the way this year is going, I this, I might get the oh, actually, I might get it over the holiday break. That might be a thing I do. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, number three, the UK regulator has provisionally approved Microsoft Activision acquisition. This comes from VGA by way of, wait a minute, Chris Scullion. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say here other than the fact that the Microsoft throwing their cloud rights to Ubisoft essentially opened the door for the CMA to say like, okay, this is, we, this is okay Mm -hmm. with us. So, I mean, I think the final approval is in October, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the deadline's October deadline, 18th. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like this, it's, it's done. It's more, I mean, he was saying it's, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's yeah. done. But now it's like, it's, it's over. It's done, yeah. done. Like we're, we're, we're at the end. So we'll probably get one more headline from this and then we'll see what Microsoft does with uh, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo. Candy and Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, before we jump into the next stuff, hey, you, listener, viewer, 
We hope you enjoyed all the words we've been spouting at each other and at you. Mm -hmm. So do us a solid. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you are listening, you can't see me peer into your eyes. I'm peering into your ears. Do us a solid. Leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it on the Apple podcast service or the service you are currently tuning in to listen to this podcast. So do it. Thank you. All right. Number four. Ubisoft announces Tom Clancy's The Division 3. This comes from... Oh, wait. No, I got my stuff mixed up. This comes... This is from IGN. This comes by way of Wesley Inpool. Um... Insert, insert wet fart here. Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> uh, basically, what happens? What happened is that so Star Wars Outlaw creative director, 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 creative director Julian, mm, that last name, Girithly, Girith, Girithly, Anyways. <laughs> Uh, has become executive producer for the Division franchise, which has nearly 40 million players across all titles. Oh, geez, that last thing. Grizzly will now oversee all the Division games and products, including the Division 3. That is literally how they announced the Division 3's in development. Yeah, via an X and and a Zit or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, uh, I, I. It's such a weird reason. Like, I'm I'm trying to understand what is the benefits of announcing one of your biggest properties in this way, where the focus is on the creative director who's working on Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, because like, well, it's it's massive. I mean, ma- massive is one of their you know top development studios over there i think they're putting a lot of money behind and as as okay of a game division is it is a game Mm -hmm. that has built up a pretty strong following for sure so yeah i mean and going back to you know phil's statement some of these triple a suppose some of these triple a either games you know like do they require that much that much fanfare as before like just yeah like, do we need to have like the big, you know, like the fading black and in and stuff? Like, do we need that? Motherfuckers gonna buy it anyway. Yeah, we have said a lot that oh, this could be a blog post. You said motherfuckers gonna buy it anyway. Are you motherfuckers? Yes, I am. I am there. I am in there, begrudgingly. I'm pretty sure to be set in Seattle or some bullshit. Yeah, like yeah, I'll be, I'll be trying this out too. For sure. Set, um, set it in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, uh, go ahead. That'd be cool. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> actually, actually, I think it'd be cool if they set it in um, uh, Vegas. Do that. Mm, that strip would be pretty cool to run down. Yeah. But um, I now now thinking about it, I feel like I might have another read on this as to why they did this. I think it's very possible that this was done for the investors because. If they okay. announced that, oh, you know, we're doing a Division 3, guys, and they know, yeah. like, oh, Division's of the top seller, 40 million players. Oh, okay, we'll invest into you because we know we're going to make our money back in the future yeah. whenever this game comes out. So that's possible. That's a possibility. Um, yeah, number five. Rockstar is building its own game packs for a rotating assortment of games, starting with those terrible GTA remasters. Jeez, why? Why do you got to go ahead and do that? that is- hurts all right so um 
This comes from Games Radar by way of Dustin Bailey. So, as uh, the article says, GTA or Rockstar Games is trying to create this little system. So, GTA Plus now includes a rotating assortment of classic Rockstar game titles, starting with the Malign Definitive Edition remasters of the collect or classic uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 trilogy. And as we talked about the game, that launched back in 2022, and you know it's been updated and so on and so forth. I see. I'm wondering. What are you wondering? What are you wondering, John? How many games do they have ready to even put on a subscription service? Like, where is this going to be on PC, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch? Like. How many yeah. games are actually readily available to play? Are they going to have to do more work to get things ready just to put it because on? Because un- unlike service? unlike U- Ubisoft Plus and EA Plus, they have their own applications that you can access via both PlayStation and Xbox. And um, yeah, this Rockstar Plus is it's like something that exists within mainly Grand Theft Auto. I think it's, it's like, I think it's a Grand Theft Auto UI or web browser UI. Yeah. Yeah, I I. I see, I see how they could think this will make money for them because GTA <laughs> is is such a big property, yeah. and we all talk about oh man, we want to play San Andreas. That'd be so great if we can just go back and play the game. No, but like <laughs> exactly, it's just like how many people will actually go back and play that game, especially yeah. same amount you... of people that'll go back and play Mass Effect multiple times. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's fine. Jesus. I'm just I saying, thought this there's... was a safe space. <laughs> what I'm saying is there are a lot of people who play old games repeatedly. Yeah. I still play yeah. Streets of Rage 2 repeatedly yeah, yeah. from time to time. So No, like yeah. Rock, um, Rockstar will take two is late to the party. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that take two did override this and come out with their own um, subscription first and have whatever benefits that like like why 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 was Rockstar giving so much room to have their own subscription service and not to be a Take Two super service? Because Take Two involves fucking NBA Two K, and they already monetized shit out of that dumb that game. I was about to say dumb. Some people like like the game, <laughs> but yeah. like it would have been it would have made more sense for it to be bundled into a Two K. Like. I mean, Plus. nobody's gonna play the older 2K games though. They throw those. But there, the there's more there though. Like there's there's more IPs there. Like like the same the same I way with e, like like EA, they come out with the last Madden when a new one comes out. They put the last one on mm-hmm. EA Play. I and mean, same thing with Take Two will come out with a Take Two subscription service. Yeah, that, that, double dipping. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like I'm just saying, it would have made more sense if the 2K super system came out. And have the rock star stuff in the forefront of it to generate interest, and then it will basically follow the same thing that EA did with their sports games. Yeah, this brings me to Microsoft. I wonder if Microsoft is trying to get ahead of all of this by starting to buy up companies to put on Game Pass because, yeah, we had cable, then we had Netflix, and if you're like, oh, Netflix is doing great, let me make my HBO mm-hmm. Max, my Amazon Prime, my Hulu, mm-hmm. my whatever, whatever. And now we're seeing Ubisoft got their, I don't even remember what the hell it's called. It's Ubisoft uh, Plus. Ubisoft EA Plus. has their thing. EA like, Play. Um, well, EA also had Origin, Origin at one point. No, that was their store. But 
everybody's going to try to get on the subscription service and it's going to just be a pain in the ass. So <laughs> maybe they were getting ahead of all of this. That's all yeah, no, I, no, no, yeah, I, I agree I, with Sean. Yeah, no, I, I totally think that is a very good observation in terms of like what we're seeing and like the possible reasons for these moves. I, I look at this and I think like, because I, I read some more and just a, a quick, a quick thing. So GTA Plus is a, so it launched in 2022. GTA Plus is a $6 monthly subscription available for the current consoles. Mm. Uh, for the current, for the current consoles for GTA 5. So it offers an array of benefits aimed at GTA Online members, including a monthly deposit of 500K for your in-game bank, depo- bank account, a selection of that's, cars and bonus items. That's less than the the PlayStation perk. PlayStation perk was like a million a month. That shit they was that though. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not surprised it wasn't that parody. That was a very good perk. Yeah. So a million a month. This definitely feels like one of those things where I think it's one of the things where Rockstar knows how much money they're making from GTA Online and mm-hmm. probably looking at this GTA uh, Plus pass and they've done all they could with it in terms of GTA 5 support. So they're like, all right, well, where else can we go? We got the other GTA games that we're not really doing anything with. So let's put that into this and probably increase that $6 a month to probably like 12 or 10 or something to make even more money out of these people. And then we're going to give them the remasters and so on and so forth. So that's kind of where I my thinking is like, oh, they probably feel like they can just make a little bit more money out of these people. But I don't know. All right. Um, now, let us jump into the next thing. Number six, Cyberpunk 2077. All the changes in update 2.0. Um, Jordan, mm-hmm. you, you have the keys to this in terms of the download to this. Yeah. It is sitting on your console waiting for you to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> What is your what's been your take with all the uh, resurgence of cyber cyberpunk 2077? Yes. Yeah. Well, this is all in preparation for the big DLC um, Liberty um, Phantom Liberty starring the, the string, the stringer bell simulator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, this is a standalone update. Um, that all players have access to. So you don't have to buy Phantom Liberty to reap the benefits of it. It includes more conversations with Counter Reeves character, Johnny Silverhand, an overhaul of the skill tree, um, a overhaul to the um, in-game police pursuit system, um, police and mass tech. I saw some videos where, you know, you have a more variety of people that are chasing you than just regular ass cops or and, and and I remember at level five, you do get some max tech up in there, but how they deploy is unique too. They come down in the big hairier thing and you feel like a fucking cyber psycho because you're basically a cyber psycho. You're killing everyone, everyone, all the bodies. Um, but if you go out to the Badlands, it becomes a Militech, which is pretty, which is a pretty cool um, caveat if you if you watch um, Edge Runners. Um, smarter and harder AI. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, the AI, because I, 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 I've always had Cyberpunk 27.7 on my quick resume on Xbox, and every day I just play a little bit of it just to fuck around and mess around with different mm-hmm. builds. But I, I will say I'm more improved. AI is better than just one that just kind of homes into your location without any type of level of self-preservation. Um, 
So like they're gonna take more, you know, um uh more tactical steps to get behind cover and shit like that. Um vehicle combat, so you can shoot outside the whip, you know, do a drive by, um, you know, GTA style, uh either on your car or motorcycle. Um I've seen like this this oh okay, like they like some 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 community complaints, like um this one cover it was one character, River Ward, like him getting fleshed out on in the um in the uh ending pro pro um epilogue or whatever um a memorial for the edge runners so if you watch the edge runner series they have becca and not kiwi because he well not gonna spoil that but they have uh becca and you know main and all that so you can pay homage um more quest dialogue um a new cyberware system and um an overhaul to the phone interface um, this this is a pretty big change, possibly next to the tron the transmog system, which came in earlier. Remember, people were complaining about you know like looking like garbage men because the stats mm-hmm. the shit they had are the best stats. <laughs> so you it's can't look fresh. It just, yeah, yeah, it just never matched. So like they they slowly like just put that away because like they they implemented transmog, which allowed you to have whatever you wanted, but change what it looked like. But now like clothing has very little impact to your armor and health um, after this update. So that's that's cool. Um, purchasing vehicles has been overhauled. Healing and throwables, um, stamina, stamina mechanics, which won't affect me because my stamina is through the roof. And also Dogtown. Um, wait, I can. Okay, so I think even even outside of DLC, players can. Um, oh, you you can't go in it. You can look at the entrance to Dogtown. So <laughs> by the DLC. <laughs> but yeah, all that is in preparation of the um, the uh, Phantom Liberty DLC. Uh, which is thirty bucks, and um, it has it has had amazing um, scores so far. Um, and CD yeah. Projekt Red has said that this is going to be the last DLC they're doing for the game until the second one comes out because they already announced they will be doing a second one called CD Pro- um, Cyberpunk Orion um, is his code name. And um, and also, I'm I'm just I'm out of all of this, I'm most interested to see how this affects the ending. Because everyone keeps on saying it affects the ending, affects the ending. Because, you know, a lot of the endings were fairly, you know, terminal, <laughs> is the best I can put yeah. it, for your character. Yeah. And various levels, you know, like there's happy terminal, there's sad terminal. But you learned about how terminal and dire your character's condition is early in the game. So that's not, that's not a huge spoiler. But I'm trying to figure out how that affects the ending, um, um, the ending set mix of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That's that's why I'm that's the for the, beyond Sugar Bell. That's the main reason why I'm there. I'm trying to see how they the I, I didn't have big issues with the ending, um, but I would like to have had it to be more open ended. But that's an RPG. That's kind of, that's kind of how RPGs yeah. are. There's like, hey, save here, do what you want to do, because you're about to go off the cliff. Like fuck. So I was having so much fun. My character's so powerful. We'll see if that happened this time. True. Okay. Yeah. That seems like uh, that's going to be some good time for you whenever you uh, make some space with, their, with your star field. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fucking see, man. We will fucking see. Uh, I'm not trying to think about these next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty conflicted on whether or not I want to jump into this. Like, mm. 
I didn't have a great time playing uh, Cyberpunk because I played it on a PS4 and it just was not built for that. Yeah. So it was a slog playing it. I did jump at uh, probably like a year or two after just to like see what like some of the updates and see what that was like. It played fine, but at the time, like my headspace just wasn't into mm-hmm. that, and it was yeah. a thing of like I already. I'm already. You're already, already over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to it was like just really difficult. But I think with all these updates and like seeing how much stuff has been improved, it's like, oh, that would be a cool game to jump back and kind of just see like what it's like now. But again, there's just so many games right now. It's just like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I have no idea if I'd be able to jump back into that. But yeah, we'll see though. We'll see. Um, The last thing for this uh news this bucket of news we got a weird a weird emphasis on dragon's dogma 2 from capcom showing at tgs so i say weird because i was just chilling on youtube and i got a ad for dragon's dogma 2 and i'm like <laughs> why is there an ad for this game there's not even a release date like because what is happening? google knows you all right it's always listening it's always listening it is. It is. I mean, I get it. And I appreciate it. But like, it, it was just weird to have an ad for a game that is still in development. <laughs> it was like, all right, guys, cool. So, yeah, we got to see more footage on Dragon's Dogma 2. And it. It's been pretty interesting to watch the general audience uh, comment and respond to this game, because a lot of people, you know, know of Dragon's Dogma from other people telling them about this game and not necessarily playing the game because it did come out around Skyrim. So it got completely just drowned out by all the air that Skyrim just sucked up. So a lot of people just didn't play this game. They didn't, they weren't aware of this game. And, you know, uh, uh, what, what's his name? It's, it's no, the, the, the developer of this also made uh, Devil May Cry, essentially. So a lot of people know and love Devil May Cry. And there was always a thing of like, oh, well, is he going to make another Devil May Cry after Devil May Cry 5? Or is he going to make Dragon's Dog 1 too? And he made Dragon's Dog 1 too. So Aren't they like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not able here to defend Dante. So we'll, <laughs> we'll save Marcus this one time. You get the one time, Mark. Uh, so yeah, in this trailer, we have seen a couple of new things. Um, real quick, before we jump in the trailer, a lot of people have okay. talked about how quote-unquote ugly this game looks in terms of the, it's not as crisp as you would expect a AAA uh, third-person hack-and-slash game to look like. Um, I will say that we are we were watching a stream of it, and it's one of those things where the quality is very much so variable. So... I don't necessarily look at this as being the final visual property or the final visual quality of the game or whatever. So there's that. Uh, in this trailer, what we see is a couple of returning things from Dragon's Dogma 1. We see the pawn system. The pawn system, if you don't know, is a very, very interesting way of making a single player game a multiplayer game. And essentially, every person who's playing the game, they have this pawn, which is a. Uh, NPC character that helps you through your quest. Uh, everyone has to create a pawn, and these pawns they will learn how to do certain quests and take that information into themselves. And 
each pawn is put in a like other world system where you can go to that world and pick other people's pawns to use for your adventures. So it created this system of having pawns that can help you get through difficult missions because they have, you know, they've experienced the missions and know what to do essentially. So that was really cool at the time. That was very innovative at the time. And to this point, we've never seen anything like that in a video game. So to see it come back in Dragon Dogma 2 is awesome. Uh, the other thing we saw in this that was new, actually, Pawn System not new, it's old, but it's been updated. So all that stuff is going to feel a lot better in Dragon's Dogma 2. The new, the new thing is there is a class. There's a thief class. So generally, we have the ranger, we have the soldier, we have the mage, and now we have a thief class. The thief class very much seems like the assassin class, which was like the double dagger class that was really quick, good at climbing. They didn't mention anything about stealing items, but if you're a thief, I imagine you're going to be stealing something. So we'll see how that plays. Um, that was, for the most part, that was kind of the biggest like new thing for this preview. Everything else was more so showing a refinement of the systems that people who play this game know and love. So mm -hmm. the big thing about this game that really hasn't been done it's sort of done in Monster Hunter, but not as well. Is like you can climb monsters and attack them while you're on them. And you're able to do certain things like, oh, I'm going to jump on this monster leg. And you climb all the way up the monster. You get to its face. You get to its eye. And you stab it in the eye. And it's like, oh, you blinded me. And you jump off and you do some combos before you hit the ground. And you do extra damage on the thing. Um, they have shown that there is more interactive, interactive uh, events between you and the monsters you're fighting. For example, one thing they showed was you can knock a cyclops down, and it will create a bridge between two two like uh, cliff sides, and you can walk along the the cyclops or whatever. So it's like I think things like that look cool. I am cautiously optimistic on this game. I, right, am <laughs> I am looking at this game with the same cautious excitement as I had with Armor Core. Because I think mm -hmm. there's potential for this to be a really good game because I stand by the fact that Dragon's Dogma was a better RPG than Skyrim. Like, hands down. If you play Dragon's Dogma and you play Skyrim and you think Skyrim's better, cool, you're, you're a BGS person. Good for you. But like, Yes, if they keep <laughs> if 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 they keep that same energy, I definitely think that this is probably going to be one of the surprise heavy hitters for I'm going to say 2024 because I think this is going to come out in 2024 because I don't understand why they're spending marketing dollars for this game if it's not going to come out next year. So yeah, um, as you can see in the trailer, you can jump on Harleys and, and ride them for a bit. Your pawn grabbed and and basically your pawn. You jump on the harpy and your pawn saves you. And that's not something that has happened in Dragon's Dogma 1 because you definitely just fall on the ground and die. So yeah, um, yeah, this just looks interesting and I can't wait for this to come out next year. So yeah, that's, that's basically the news. Um, we are at time. We are at time. Because um, you want to spend all your time talking about 
dumbass. I mean, it's news. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's news. I mean, uh, news to who? News to who? <laughs> <laughs> when this game sells four million units, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you um, have that much money to buy it four million times? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I will by the time it comes out. Uh, okay, so uh, let's run through the games we're playing. We'll, we'll be quick about it. Um, yeah, I'll be succinct. Yeah, we'll we'll start with uh, the first Ascendant because that was a beta that um, kind of surprised me, Marcus, and Sean. Marcus is not here. Marcus editing. Marcus can hear this, but not be here, sir. Um, so yeah, Sean, first Ascendant, mm-hmm. give us your take on this beta. This is Warframe slash Destiny slash Looter Shooter slash while you're playing, pop up a banner saying, hey, take the survey. Do you like us? Um, <laughs> Why have you seen here? <laughs> um, no, this this is a solid entry from Nexon Games. Um, mm. It is slightly above average, but I think it will do numbers if they get rid of it has very minimal jank but if they get rid of whatever minimal jank is there and they support the game um it will make money it was not as floaty as destiny 2 to me and it was not as loose as warframe um this is anthem without the flying and but i will say i really didn't give a damn about the story but it doesn't matter if you're playing with friends i think you'll just have fun um this is almost like I could play Call of Duty or DMZ or I could play this. This was a fun, mm-hmm. mindless. I'm, I'm sure the story is serviceable, but we didn't really pay much attention to that because we were too busy cracking jokes and laughing last night as we were playing until two in the morning. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be free to play. It's going to have four players, uh, you know, four player parties from what it looks like. Um mm-hmm. There's a lot of customization. There's a, a lot of strange, you know, one of the big boss guys we played, his name was Greg. You know, just strange uh, Korean. Strange choices. Yeah, uh, strange Korean uh, perspective on American. Uh, you know, maybe they've been a tough guy named Greg with a wooden leg. Um, Could be. Yeah, uh, but it, it, was, it, was, it was a serviceable game. It felt satisfying to play. It didn't blow my mind. Yeah. But I didn't feel yeah. like I wasted time playing it. Yeah. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this feels like a solid like 7.5 experience and I think yeah. I look I say 7.5 in the best way I possibly can. I I think a lot of the systems is solid like the gameplay is fun. Mm-hmm. As Sean said, it's not it's not as like like poppy or like the game itself is pretty, but I think the actual um, effects aren't that mm-hmm. pretty. It's just kind of like serviceable. And I think that is that's stuff that can be improved when this game finally releases. Are you talking about the it, particle effects and explosions and shit? Are you talking about that? Yeah, the particle effects and explosions. I mean, I it don't like gotta be flashy. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it's gotta do the job. Yeah. <laughs> it, do, it does have to do its job, but I think like it just doesn't it's not like, oh, that was a crazy thing that I did. It's just like, yeah. all right, I did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I look at that stuff and I'm like, okay, well, that's stuff that can be improved in the future if they want to spend their, their focus on it. Um, this game is a free-to-play game, as Sean said, and that means that like the descendants, which are the characters you get, you have to 
either spend either currency spend money to or get grind them, to unlock them, yeah. Yeah, or you grind to unlock them. I think that is going to be the sticking point for a lot of people in terms of how much time they spend on this and how hard it is to actually get those descendants. And then another thing too is that looking through the descendants, mm-hmm. none of them really felt too like amazing, too crazy to me. It's just like, yeah. okay, this person does these things. I I am trying to understand how it will work in the game and if it actually really does anything different other than just shooting your gun. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, you know, the more time you spend, the more understanding you have the game and the more the more you can imagine how these certain characters, like a character that does poison, there's a character that does fire, there's a character yeah. that does water, what? ice. It's yeah. Also when I say grind characters, it wasn't a big grind when we were playing. It was the doing like three or four missions, at least for the one character that did have us uh unlock. I will say I hope they do something different with the numbers. And when I say that, uh, the currency, it costs, you know, a hundred thousand this or what, you know, a million mm-hmm. of this. Uh, it just seems like a lot and it doesn't need to be there. Um, yeah. We were getting guns that had DPS of 2000 and this is we we're only level eight or nine. Like, yeah. It doesn't need this. It doesn't need to be balls to the wall damage and, you know, HP numbers and all that crazy shit. They need to reel that in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jordan, you have been playing Starfield. Yeah. What's oh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, um, every time I read like the IGN games game spot review, I'm like, those motherfuckers only played for like six hours. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just confused. I'm confused. Mm. I'm like, I've been on some crazy ass side quests this game, and I'm I'm in the middle of one, um, which came out of nowhere. This is a typical of most BGS games, but yeah, I was just and I was in the middle of the main quest about to give my peoples an artifact for them to poke at and lick and do whatever they do because they're like spacefaring weirdos and really cultures about you know finding about the unknown. But you know, like space police pulled me over and say, uh, "Hey, uh, pop the trunk." And I'm like, all right, I, I, I mean, I have contraband shielded cargo. Like, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I already passed the inspection one time, so I can do it this time. They're like, oh, well, looks like you have a bounty. Looks like you have a bounty now. Come with us. And basically, I had been on like a nine hour side quest of being James Bond. Like, I'm I'm infiltrating the pirate fleet. And China, yeah. I think you might have like alluded to it in one of your posts about the game. I might be in the middle of that quest. I didn't look at it, but this is this might be it. And I'm like, this is just one out of what I've heard eight of these mega quests yeah. within this game. And you know, a time and time again, I'll go to a planet and I go to like an outpost and I see people there with unique names, and they would and it was like you have like regular person regular technician but this person has a specific name on them and i'm like mm. this i'm gonna be back here later i don't know who you are but based on my experience so far you're important but time and time again i'll run into those instances in this game and how difficult it is to develop a sci-fi lore in most mediums Defense did a great job like this this yeah. they did a good job with this universe and i don't know and 
this this I was I was teetering between an eight point five and a nine. I'm back to a nine now. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it stays at a nine or if it goes below again or goes up. But yeah, like this this game, like I'm I'm at level thirty three. There's a hundred levels. Like like there's a hundred, and I don't know how the fuck people do a new game plus. They must have just main the the yeah, storyline yeah. and restarted yeah. it. I'm like, you missed so much shit. I'm at level yeah. 33 and I'm not even at the fringes of Settle Space. I, had, I, I haven't you, even... Mm-hmm. Do you know like what happens in New Game Plus? No, no, I don't. Oh, I kept myself shut out of all of this. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm collecting the artifacts. My, my I have Jedi powers now. You know, I have the yeah. Jedi powers. I have to go to temples and go through a loop, and boom, I'm Jedi. Yay! And they're like, oh wow, you're the chosen one. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, really, I don't want to, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to, like, I just want to talk to people and steal things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Starfield. It's yeah, like this. On, on Game Pass, I mean, this, this, this was a, this is a really good, this is one of like, because it's becoming my game of the year. It should become my game of the year right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, uh, and then I will just wrap it up quickly by saying that Baldur's Gate Three continues to just impress me, astound me. Um, it is, it's becoming a game that I run into a big choice, and I'm just like. All right, what should I do here? Should I just follow this? Should I listen to the voice in my head? And it's just like, no matter what direction you do, it's going to create a water cooler moment for you where it's just like, oh my God, I can't believe this thing just happened. Like, this is insane. Like, I was telling them, and then my AKA as well, I had got to this place where, um, uh, for people who know, I got to Lysel's camp and I got to talk to her queen. And this is going to be a minor spoiler for people, but yeah. mm. Baldur's Gate 3 is a thing. There's so like, much there. There's so much content. Yeah, it's a spoiler yeah, exactly. if, you, yeah. if you did the exact same thing that I did, but like that might not happen for a lot of people. So I talked to her queen, and essentially the queen was like, I am a god, and I called her bluff, and the queen was like, all right, bet. I wish you all to end. And then my characters just went down on the ground. They couldn't breathe. Then I got a game over screen. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was like, really? Oh, so you really about that? Okay, okay. You know what? Let me load my save and approach this conversation differently. And <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, it's a thing of just like, I, I completed this puzzle by, there was a statue that wouldn't rotate because it was stuck or whatever. Like, 30, 45 minutes ago, I had picked up a book. I read the book and the book was saying like, oh, this, um, the, the statues that we have, they're jammed. So I, I, uh, this other person like had some oil and put oil into the, into the statue and it like spun all the way around or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's weird. There's no statues here. This is like a ruined city or whatever. 45 minutes pass or whatever. I get to the statue that doesn't work. And I'm just like, Oh shit, that's right. He said oil. And I was like, wait, I don't have oil. And I'm looking through my like items or whatever. I have a bottle of grease, guys. You can use a bottle of grease to throw on enemies and then catch them on fire. So I used this bottle of grease and I was like, I- I'll try it. Threw it on the machine on the on the statue. And I was like, I think that worked. Clicked on the statue, I rotated that ditch around. I was like, oh, this is just <laughs> awesome. And it 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 allows you to it gives you all these tools that you don't necessarily know are tools and mm-hmm. use them based off of your imagination. And so far, 
everything that I've done pretty much worked. Like I ran into a wall and I was just like, this wall seems magical, but I'm like, this also has a health bar. So I'm just going to beat this wall down. And I beat the wall down and I got through and did what I needed to do. And it's just like, this game is so great. Yeah, I'm so, also yeah. playing Borders Gate 3 co-op uh, with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say we have our roles and have our strengths. <laughs> I'm best equipped to talk to people and figure things out as my character, as a high elf, yeah. like wizard. Like she's yeah. like this giant, like she's, she's a gorg. She's like, I want to I <laughs> smash things. So like there have been instances to which she would talk to people and there'll be a negative outcome because you have like negative charisma. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's like work together. I mean, you can intimidate him in time, but for mm-hmm. now, like, let me talk to the to the big man who might kill us oh. both fairly easily. Oh. Oh, <laughs> let's and, 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 let's and, not yeah. upset the queen god. Because <laughs> like, like I'm not, my character, my, my character's religious, so she might be you know, smitten. Like she's she like yo, motherfucker smitten. so yeah and then and the one last thing i'll say is that if you are just starting starting boulders gate 3 and you don't know what to really like spec boards or what characters to pick whatever character you pick if you go with a character that's magical try to get the ability speak to animals that will okay my character's magical i need to yeah yeah, i get that that will that will change how you perceive the game and it's just like it's so cool. Like, I, I, I know we're, we're going long, but like I had a conversation with an ox and like, I think that person's the guy that like transformed into an ox and he didn't feel like doing anything. And he was just like chilling with the other ox. And it's just like, if I had the spell to like, if I had the, the spell to like dispel or whatever, I could have probably changed him back, but I just didn't have it. I, I just, it just, I didn't pick that as a spell. So like, there's just so much stuff you could do in this game. And it's insane. It's just, <laughs> so yeah that's it that's it that's it I'm, I'm done i'm done until next week um so yeah that has been this episode of press x star gamers digest we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it and talking about it don't forget you can like this video subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell don't forget you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts or podcast services you're currently tuned on if you are listening to us and not watching us don't forget to be a good person Play some games. Wash your hands because COVID is back. And it has friends. They're also named COVID. Um, yeah, you know, just just relax, chill, be good, play games, and do the things you do. That's, that's pretty much it. So you take care. Bye. <laughs>